Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Hallelujah. I want to have to sing you a solid rock on which I stand. I will hear God's word. You are the solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. You are the Christ the risen Lamb. You are the Christ the risen Lamb. The Lamb who sits upon the throne. The Lamb who sits upon the throne. The tender mercies for His own. Tender message for his soul. Solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. You are the Christ, the risen Lamb. You are the Christ, the risen Lamb. Lamb who sits upon the throne. Lamb who sits upon the throne. Tender mercies for his own. Tender mercies for his own. Praise you now, O risen Lamb. Solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. Oh, 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 solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. You are the Christ, the risen Lamb. You are the Christ, the risen Lamb. Lamb who sits upon the throne. The Lamb who sits upon the throne. Tender mercies for His own. Tender mercies for His own. Praise You now, O risen Lamb. Praise You now, O risen Lamb. Solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. Day after day, I will praise your name. I will be glad, for by your grace you save me. And on your every word I will depend. You the solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. You are the Christ, the risen Lamb. The Lamb who sits upon my throne. Lamb who sits upon the throne. Tender mercies for His own. Tender mercies for His own. I praise You now, O risen Lamb. I praise You now, O risen Lamb. Solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. Solid rock on which I stand. Oh, solid rock on which I stand. Oh, 
saw the rock call with a stare. Saw the rock call with a stare. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, solid rock on which we stand indeed, day after day. All other ground is sinking, son. We thank you. We love you. We cherish you. Give us more grace to stand. And having done all to stand, we give you praise. On that day when you will appear, may you see us standing, basking forth in the full radiance of the faith of the Son of God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord Richard bless you. You may be seated. Amen. We've come to do what Christians do, what believers do, what the saints do. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine or teaching. They devoted themselves to it. So you are doing the right thing. Say, I'm doing the right thing. And then, of course, you want to bring others in so that they will get to know what God is teaching the world. I don't know how people are living without an idea about God. It must be really dark and gloomy. No matter what they portray as life because this is the word of life and man will not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord so you are welcome to the all important service of worship and word alive praise the Lord now we've been talking about God and his people in a long series of messages uh, about knowing God and when you get to know God you get to know about some things about God and which definitely includes his people it's because we are getting to know God that's why we know people like Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all those in the lineup and one day when we are gone or even alive if Jesus comes you see that you will come up in that lineup wouldn't it be a great thing that somebody will be making reference to you so the God of so and so amen yes they will mention your name and according God the praise that is due him they can look on your life and say God is faithful so that is what has brought us into this subject matter of God and his people but we are not just talking about God and his people but strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow that is the only thing that God's people represent amen that's what they represent strength for today bright hope for tomorrow God's people have a sure and a certain tomorrow they are not like the rest of the world suicide is out of the question see the wool is out of the question all those kind of things you understand what I'm saying yes for God's people it is always counted all joy 
even when you go through diverse tests, temptations, and trials, and what have you. Praise the Lord. Yes. Everything that has happened to me has turned out to be gold. Say the trial of your faith is like gold tried in the fire. It's not going to perish. Never think so. When you enter into affliction furnace, you are coming back as a high market commodity. Praise the Lord. Yes. You come out with stars. With with value added to your life. That is the only product that comes out when you put God's people into the test. Under pressure, fire, and whatever. whatever. So indeed, they represent, they are a signature of strength for right now and a bright hope for tomorrow. So nobody should cave in, know who you are, and uh, leave with flying colors to the testimony of someone who exudes strength for today and a bright hope for tomorrow. It has got nothing to do with what you have. Don't let it confuse you. People have things for nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They have things for what? For nothing. They have things for nothing. You see, the vanity is too much. Solomon had it, and then he said, Vanities of vanities all is vanity. Psalm 78, the verse number one. That is our uncle scripture. 78th Psalm, the verse one. Give ear, O my people. God is talking to his children and to my law or to my teaching, my words. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. So that what? Verse 7. That it might set their hope in God. Set it like you set a clock. Set an alarm. Always let the alarms, alarm bells you set in your life, let it ring hope. Never set an alarm against yourself. So that by the year 2025, I will die. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll be a very miserable person in this world. No, no, no. Set alarms of hope. Say, I set alarms of hope. All right. That is why we keep saying in this church, the future belongs to you. Amen. Only three people have the future belonging to them. Praise the Lord. Every day I see you, I will advertise myself to you that the future belongs to me. Amen. Everything is mine, including the day, the sun, the moon. So I have the right to stop the sun and say, I've not finished business. You understand? Yes, like Joshua. Because I'm looking for some chapters to be completed in my life. Live that way. This is the only time and space you have to live that way. Praise God. So that they might set their hope in God. Set it. You do it. Help yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. Enough of discouragement and being cast down and being depressed. And uh, being anxious for nothing and having justified trepidations. 
you know the luxury of worry allow me to worry about this one you don't know what it is no god's word does not allow you they must set their hope in god and not forget the works of god the works of god are within the brackets of god's people abraham isaac jacob and counting god's works are displayed among them we see god's power god's faithfulness and all that god can do and he is revealed in them so as you sit here like this god actually wants to use you to reveal himself and his glory to your generation think about it it's not a small thing to be a child of god to be one of the people of god god has chosen you in any form and uh, capacity he wants you to serve to reveal his glory to reveal his glory unto our world and i pray that you will be one of those revealing the glory of god so he says and not forget the words of god but keep his commandments keep his word keep on believing in him keep on doing his will keep his commandment jesus said if you love me you keep my commandments it will be strange for god's people to kick against his commandments not to keep his commandments the only justifiable thing the reasonable act of service which the apostle paul spoke about in romans chapter 12 is to keep it is to consecrate yourself to the lord is to be submissive to the lord now having said all this i want to underscore the fact that hopelessness is not one of those words you should have in your dictionary if you have one you must have your own revised standard dictionary which delays hopelessness and all its conjugations anything that comes close to it you understand what i'm saying hopelessness is not the lot of god's people it's not that was the first thing god knocked out when he called abraham he made abraham to forget what it means to pronounce the word hopelessness that was how he started that glorious journey with him the journey of faith that changed the whole world you know you can change the whole world just by believing the word of god simple that is what we are here for so forget about hopelessness it has never been and will never be the portion or the description of god's people it has never been god's people try to paint that picture but god says that's wrong that is discord you are singing the wrong song to me the, the, the voice of hopelessness from god's people is a strange voice or call to heaven whether we show it in prayer or by our silence or by our attitude by our demeanor is it's a wrong sound in heaven they don't get it because they know the kind of people that god has made god himself knows the sun knows the spirit knows right the angels they know then the saints who have gone ahead they have all passed the test 
every saint who has gone there is a proof that he have made it by the grace of God. So what are you doing down here, you know, on earth, uh, trying to paint a picture as if this thing doesn't work? Anything you can, you know, bring to the table, somebody is singing the praises of God up there that this is what God brought me through. There has no temptation taking it, but with that which is common to us. And we have all gone there. That is why he says in the book of Hebrews, we are surrounded by these folks, an invisible cloud of witnesses. And so when you give the slightest sound of hopelessness, you have nobody to defend you in heaven. Not one. Including the very saint who passed on at that moment of your doubt and hope, sense of hopelessness and he went to heaven immediately entered there he says what is the problem of that person who was you know what is what is this yeah ezekiel 37 verse 11 maybe this message should you should not i don't know you need to price this message very well for your own good so far Ezekiel 37, 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, <laughs> they say, our bones are dry. God is saying that, is this, that, that is not me. We don't talk that way. They say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. Our hope is lost. Now when you say our hope is lost, you are saying God is lost. If I've ever said that, repent or felt that way. You are saying God is lost. I mean, you, even you, you are found. But God is what is lost. Because He is He is our hope. The hope of Israel, the hope of his people, which in fact the apostle Paul said that it is impossible for God to lie you see so when you say our hope is lost you know a lot of things can make you come up with certain statements which they don't make sense at all as far as the wisdom of God is concerned we are cut off for our parts therefore prophesy and say unto them that says the Lord God behold oh my people <laughs> God is very um, merciful with his people I will open your graves. Think about it. Some of you are believing God to open your purses, but God is saying, I will open your graves. Are you hearing me? You want God to open your purse? Or you want money? How many of you want money? Oh, yes. Money is good, isn't it? But it's mercy that's not endure forever. God is saying, I'm not, I'm not opening purses. Neither am I opening wombs of barren women. I'm, I'm opening your grave. Now, the grave there symbolizes dead end. See? People who are... Look, when you, admit, when you say those things, God does not kill you. That is not how God is. You say, really? No, but you, you will pay for it unnecessarily. So long as you drag in that kind of state... So God wants you out and he tells you, I can get you out. Even though your back is against the wall, even though you have come to your so-called dead end. 
and bring you into the land of Israel. In other words, there is a future for you. It is still there. And you shall know that I am the Lord. By this message and for the rest of the, your life, you shall know that he is the Lord. He is God. When I have opened your graves, O oh, my people, and brought you up out of your graves. I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and perform it, saith the Lord. So hope is the description of God's people. Is the description. Let's start with Abraham. The call of Abraham proves it that the people of God are a people of hope. Isaiah chapter 51, the verse number 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. That is the only direction to go. You that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence you are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence you are digged. Look unto Abraham, your father, your daddy, and unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone. Now, God is saying that to make a point. That look at this guy called Abraham. He was nobody. I drawn him out of obscurity. If it is because I did that, that's why you know him. You wouldn't have known him anyway. I called him alone. One like this. And blessed him. And increased him. That, that is hope. He's showing them. Look at, look at, look at what I did. Then he says in verse 3, because of that, I will comfort Zion. So now God is moving from Abraham to his people. That forget all these thoughts of hopelessness. I will comfort all her waste places and will make her you a wilderness like Aden. Make her wilderness like Aden and a desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein thanksgiving and the voice of melody how many of you sense god wants to do just that with you amen so the call of abraham proves it likewise i'm just bringing cases of the fact that god's people are a people of hope abraham proves it what again god's covenants and his promise to the fathers they prove it psalm 89 the verse number 33 89 33 listen you don't need anybody to motivate you and pump you up so that you run on adrenaline you won't go far no we need to look at the word of god amen it is the record of hope it is a record of what oh yes that's why we are reading you can't go to court and win a case by what you feel and how you feel you need to know what a session is saying so Psalm 89 verse 33 nevertheless 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 that means a lot of stuff have happened but nevertheless my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail 34 my covenant will i not break 
my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Tonight, may every unbelief be buried here in Jesus' name. It's a very beautiful scripture. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him. God loves me so, for my Savior loves me so. Nor suffer my faithfulness to fail, or allow it to fail. My covenant will I not break. I don't do such a thing, nor utter the thing that is gone out of my lips. And when you come to the New Testament, you realize that it was true. You see, in, in Acts chapter 3, let's read Acts chapter 3, the verse number 25. You will see the proof of what we just read. And, and it is strange, it's, it's worrying that at that point, they were still doubting God. Look at verse 24. Yea, or yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after as many as have spoken have likewise foretold of these days my covenant will, on, will I not break they have they, so this, this is uh, uh, Peter talking and he says where we are, we are now this point is as a result of prophecy you know how, how does it make sense when you forget your father and you claim you exist so where did you come from? Who gave birth to you? That is the kind of thing they are doing. Ye are the children of the prophets, 25, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers. You are the children. In other words, you are the result, the consequence, the outcome of the prophetic word, the covenant. That is why we are here, or else you wouldn't be here. Wake up. The people have no sense of destiny where they are coming from, where they are and where they are going. They are very miserable people. They don't know. They are just there. Anything can, carry, can come and carry them. But you, one thing about the remnant in Israel is that no matter what happened, they insisted that they are the people of God. They were the people who saw deliverance. When they go into captivity and they give them food of idols, they say, we won't eat. We are different. People like Daniel, Shadrach, they are the people who made history among the people of God. So even the people of God, there are low class. And there are, there are I pray that you, you will be among the, the nobles in the people of God. God will not forsake you, but the way you are conducting your life, we can't use you to encourage anybody. <laughs> Tell your brother or sister in the church, the way you are living your life, can we use you to encourage somebody? If somebody is in trouble, tell him if somebody is in trouble, my brother and my sister, can we use your life to encourage somebody? Or, or the person is finished. <laughs> so so it's, 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 it's up to you to think about it. See that? You say you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. After God has proven it and they were dead as the evidence, they were still doubting. What shall we say about the appearance of the Messiah after a long wait? You see, it, it all shows that because Messiah symbolizes the national hope of Israel. 
you let's forget about the worldwide hope you know the bible says in here guy the desire of the nations shall come and it is in reference to jesus the savior of the world samaritan woman said i perceive you know you are a prophet and then later on when the people came they said he is the savior of the world so he was he was a hope expected did it fail no or else we wouldn't have the whole new testament if you have a new testament you know a, 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 a good bible a whole bible or just even the new testament you will see that a page is dedicated to the new testament of our lord and savior jesus christ before the the whole book uh of the new testament begins amen so let's let's have a, a look at a record of that luke chapter 2 verse 25 we are reading the scriptures faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god not just by telling stories and trying to feel faith you know luke chapter 2 verse 25 faith is anchored in the word of the lord and behold there was a man in jerusalem now this could have been the experience of many people but they cared less they were like messiah will come messiah will come this messiah he will not come anyway even john the baptist at a point he was wondering there was a man in jerusalem whose name was simeon this how come he made history because he was a man of hope and the same man was just and devout listen to me hope history belongs to men of hope forget about even the faith christian faith spiritual things people who don't think that their life can amount to anything something good can come out of nazareth that kind of people they don't become anything we are enjoying the lies because thomas edison believed in hope that's all that's all the difference between africa and the west is not resources it is hope those people live with a certain expectation you see they will even do uh, they will do animations cartoons to depict the future and uh, you are here you are, you are still you are pounding fufu you know <laughs> and doing a memquine that's what you are doing eating the wine crabs <laughs> yes so when you come to church and I will tell you the future belongs to you immediately get on it or else your life will be like uh, something you know that's how they live we'll put a man on on, 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 the, on the moon and they did it that kind of thing you see that so this is Simeon the same man was just and devout waiting that's the word it's a word of hope waiting as you sit here what do you wait for or you have just sealed your life you wait for nothing you don't wait for a move of god you don't wait for a revival you don't wait for good news you don't wait for a, a, a husband to come you don't wait for a wife to come you don't wait for the glories of god you don't wait for miracles signs and wonder you wait for nothing that is not a good way to live waiting for the consolation the word consolation is hope the hope of israel and the holy ghost was upon him because the spirit is the spirit of hope the spirit of god doesn't like depressed depression it, it is it, it's contrary 
to that kind of mood or feelings either you get lifted with him or he won't stay on you and it was revealed unto him by the holy ghost that you should not see death you see hope keeps you from dying if only god's people can hope enough they will not die they will not be cast down they will not be yesterday's people so he was spared death not because of any sickness you know or whatever but so that he would see the lord it is the hope that kept him alive what killed old people of his days that this person because of old age he should die he survived because he, he had he was looking forward to something and he came by the spirit into the temple when you have hope you will have the manifestation of the spirit did you hear what i said when you have hope you have the manifestation of the spirit it is people of hope who can have the gift of healing now you don't have any hope who should why should you heal somebody you don't have any hope why should why should you have a gift of prophecy to do what prophecy is to encourage to edify of people but you are you are on a hopeless frequency how will they give to preach listen to me most of you god is using and is going to use more it is in the atmosphere of hope that the gifts of the spirit operate the more the atmosphere of liveliness liveliness so elisha said bring me a damsel so that he can play for me give me a good team so that i can prophesy i don't want a ditch i don't want a morning song i want some hope in the air then i will speak out praise god when you see that something is trying to creep on you may you sleep in some music may you sing some songs may you say i won't be quiet my god is alive how can i keep it inside praise the lord oh my soul and the church said amen you better do it it's wednesday remember sunday service is over if you don't do these things you can be going through the motions you leave sad then you come and get high on sunday morning then you go back again like seesaw <laughs> that, that's a waste of time so he said he took him up in his arms and blessed god and said listen when you are a person of hope evidently uh, 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 in the process of time what you were hoping for it becomes real to you it becomes sight faith becomes sight you understand yes because all you were doing was living in the prophets believing for Messiah to come but he actually I mean only God knows the feelings in the body of Simeon that so the Messiah is here this is the one as I have prophesied about this is what we are going to have that kind of miraculous feeling in your body you will see the glory of the Lord praise God you took him up in his arms and bless God what else can you do and he said lord now let your servant depart in peace not because i'm sick i cannot die according to the hope thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation see that the resurrection of jesus itself it proves hope death could not hold him captive the coming down of the holy spirit see i'm showing you the reference of the god of hope from Abraham throughout redemptive history 
the coming down of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is not a force or an air or a wind. He is the comforter. That word, we are still struggling to find the depths of it. It comes from the Greek word paraclet or parakletos. And some of the meanings, you know, are uh, uh, standby. Think about it. I think, are we on generator? No, but we went on generator. It was a standby. So the spirit, standby means no hopelessness. <laughs> Strengthener. That's it. So the spirit himself points to the fact, because he came to inhabit God's people. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. So everybody was filled like a gallon with hope. The spirit confronts and conquers hopelessness in the saints. It does. In the Psalms, you see, why are that cast down, oh my soul, and that you don't see that in the New Testament. Rather, what you see is cast down but not destroyed. <laughs> yes. So you don't even see prayers of, we will be talking about the prayers of the people of God. You don't see prayers, imprecatory prayers, prayers that God should come and do something to somebody in the New Testament. Because you, you don't matter. Are you hearing me? What David is afraid of and is saying, oh God, arise, scatter this one, uh, do this one. Paul doesn't care about that at all. He, 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 the more you are doing it, the more he is happy. See the difference? Yeah. And it's because of the Holy Spirit. He forbids fainting and failing. If all the Holy Spirit does for you, my dear people, is that talking in tongues, talking in tongues, that is just charismatic hijack of the Holy Ghost. Talking in tongues? What happened the last day that you were refused an interview or a job? For two weeks, you could not talk. Yes. And you are the loudest tongue-talking person. That is no Holy Ghost. This offense you carry and you have lost your joy because you are offended. You are offended. Nothing can bring you out to up out into normal. Where is the Holy Spirit? He is the ointment that heals the wounds of the head. The anointing. Forget about falling down. You are hurt, but the spirit is like a soothing oil, baby oil. Then you are happy. You bounce back again. That's the spirit, and that's hope. He ensures we never get out of breath. He is our present help in time of need. He is a helper, standby, strengthener. Hopelessness has a hard time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It can't. So you, you put men who have the Spirit in them into prison, like Paul and Silas, and then they start singing. It's very annoying. You see? He infuses with divine strength and energy praise god what about this this one everybody fears this one death our sense of meaning in death as god's people is stress hopelessness into pieces think about it we can come to the scene of death and still have hope first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 let these things sink into you very well so that you can answer every question of life, including death, with the hope of God's people. Amen. Especially the death of the children of God, of the saints. Because if you are not a child of God, I mean, you have no business dying. 
Are you hearing me? If you die, it's not a good thing if we're not a child of God. Yes. It is a torture all through your funeral for those who know God. First Thessalonians 4.13 But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. He uses a very, very diplomatic word for the dead. Paul says they are asleep. Jesus is the one who first used it. And then Thomas said, what is the matter with you? If he's asleep, then he'll get up. At that time, you know, they have not received the spirit to understand certain things. That you sorrow not, and you sorrow not means you sorrow not. That's Christianity. Even as others which have no hope. What does that mean? It means you have hope. So death means nothing. It means nothing. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5 and you don't have to wait to die to prove or for somebody to die so that we, we prove this hope no first peter 1 5 it's a living hope we live it and when death comes it makes no difference first peter 1 5 uh, 3 rather first peter 1 3 blessed be the god and the father of our lord jesus christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us who are the us the people of god again born again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead i was witnessing to someone i said are you born again he said well, i have not been baptized please <laughs> that is not how you are born again amen yes and by the grace of god i explain what it means to be born again this is it what, what is born again i am born again unto a living hope that's it not water baptism there, there is a hope i have the kingdom of god that is the hope i have that's the hope i have that's the hope i have christ in me is the hope of glory it, it's a flaming hope a touch of hope and people can see it one of the most visible things in the world apart from the sun is a christian life hope that does not make a shame too strong to escape notice too strong you are not the one making noise for god's sake let's forget about facebook and sending pictures and making ourselves great and our church great that's not how the world recognizes us i believe in all the dynamics the, the right use of 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 the right tools to advance the gospel but that is not what the world catches their attention what is the use of a depressed christian whose picture was on facebook because yesterday was his birthday but today he's depressed no point the real picture they are they want to see is what i'm talking about the, the hope amen yes they see it glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus that's it your neighbors are like how how do you make it how they are asking questions and then the bible says be ready to give the reason of the what hope that is in you that is evangelism for free yes those of you nobody is asking what is the reason for the hope in you it means that something is not too strong something inside is not too strong you understand what i'm saying yes so 
That's it. Now, we, we, we got to know that God's people, they do not start from the new covenant. I'm saying this to humble us. There is a lot of pride. Some people, they come on the scene, it's like, we are the latest. We are the latest men of God in town. Yes. You are not. There is a long chain of God's people. And we just happen to be one of them. Say amen. And they are there as a record of God's faithfulness, God's holiness, God's greatness to us. It's a record. That's why I said that. Can we use we to encourage somebody in this dimension? That God is holy. He does not fail. God is faithful. His word will come through. God is great. Look at what he has done for somebody. That is the, the, the reason for God's people. That is the record that they bear. And the record of hope that they bear is undebatable. That, that's it. The promise of the future that belongs to them from the past as we have seen is sure. Therefore you too can join the queue or wake up in the queue and say, hey, it's sure. The hope is undebatable. The record of hope it is there it is there you just have to start from Genesis chapter 12 and be reading and you'll be convinced and convicted of hope that God is faithful by the time you get to Exodus he is bringing them out of Egypt what else do you expect they meet a Red Sea because between Canaan and Egypt is a Red Sea but the Red Sea parts because God is faithful you see hope chapters of hope for God's people Jericho was come down Jordan split into two and on and on and on and on they are going and when that phase was over the seed which is actually christ supposed to come will he come or he will not come and lo he came in the fullness of time the the, the record of hope is undebatable and therefore the promise of the future is sure what does that mean to me and to you the future belongs to me praise god can you say it one more time? Say the future belongs to me. Hallelujah. The future, it does really belong to you. So we set our hope in God. Romans 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, the verse number 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime. We're waiting for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Nobody's record of what God has done is superior to the scriptures. Maybe somebody is selling a book on testimonies of what God has done in his ministry. <laughs> it is too small. You are one of you are you are you are a drop within the ocean of the records of God's people. Let's come to the biggest, the scriptures. Say the scriptures. The scripture, the scripture, the scripture, the scriptures. The scriptures. The scriptures. It it belongs, it has it, it belongs to a different class. And it says you pay attention to that, you will have comfort. And then you have perseverance. You said, oh, no problem. Let, let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. And as you keep moving on, 
you will prove that the record of hope is undebatable and that the future that belongs to you is certain and is sure. Can you say amen? But there is something I want us to pick in the study of God's people and which is rightly apostolic. We want to have a balanced approach to God's people so that we don't just say, oh, I mean, the, 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 the record of hope is undebatable. It is true. The promise of the future that belongs to us is sure. It is true. But there are lessons God wants us to learn as his people in our engagement with him. As a member of Father, that's what he said in Psalm 78, that we should listen to his law. So, Colossians 1, verse 28, whom we preach, Christ, warning every man, that's the word, warning every man. So, the first thing I want us to look at is warnings and counsels due to God's unbelieving people. There are certain warnings and counsels due to God's unbelieving people. Now we will look at wonders and compassion for God's believing people. See, it is the direct opposite. While there are warnings and counsels for the unbelieving people, though they are God's people, there are wonders and compassion for God's believing people. Then we will conclude with works to be completed by God's living people. What are we there for? Are we just uh, a museum of saints? You know? For people to pay and come and watch. You know, we pay. People come to watch concerts uh, in church. They, they come to see somebody do something. Is that all to us? There is a work to do. So number one, warnings and counsels Due to God's unbelieving people. Now, the, the, this whole point, I want us to ask ourselves this question. Because God is warning us and giving us counsel. That how much does it cost us to believe God? Because the warnings would have not been necessary. But in, in the history of God's people, we have seen that people were doubting God. And the question is, how much does it cost? I mean, what do we look, look at you sitting now? If God doesn't help you, I mean, something will know, something bad will happen to you. Yet you find the luxury of doubting this God. It's very strange. It's very strange. It's like you have a big case. Raise your hand in the whole church of the general assembly of the, of the brethren. Brethren, I want you to know. Let's be very careful about God. But that's what you are doing. It doesn't look that way, but that's what you are doing. So is, that, is that serious? That's exactly what you are doing. How much does it cost us to believe God? Why should we pay so much for the luxury of unbelief when God is faithful? We pay so much. You see it. I mean, something is wrong with us. All of us. We pay so much. We pay with our mind. We pay with our sleep. We pay with our energy. Sometimes we pay with our money. Yes. 
I mean, we pay. <laughs> if somebody can give me answers to this, I'll, I'll, I'll be very happy. But there will be no answer. There will be none. Psalm 78 from verse 19. 78, 19. The whole of Psalm 78 is a psalm of God's people. 78, 19. Yea, they speak against God. God's people, yes. Don't act as if what is going on. You have, you have done that before. Yes. They speak against God. They speak against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? I mean, <laughs> can God furnish a table? Now, when you say God, you should say, you should say something big. Excuse me. God is not a dining hall prefect. <laughs> but they reduce God to that level. In this state that we are in, you still go to school. If you are in school, you know, dining hall. You, you still believe that it will bring you, even though you don't like the food, but there is food. Can't God do that? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? I mean, something is wrong. <laughs> Even what they are saying is bigger than the bread. You see, when you get, when you get doubtful of God, you lose hope. You don't make sense. Listen to what I'm saying. You don't. He smote the rock. That is a big miracle. The waters gush out and the streams overflow. Can he give bread? How much is bread? Even you, you know it. Can he provide flesh for his people? 21. Therefore, the Lord heard this. All this monyo monyo thing we do, God hears. When I'm preaching and then you, are, you are judging it in your heart. The pastor, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. He has heard. There is a microphone that is, you know, I used to work in a place and it was a security department. Now, the guys in the compound didn't know that we were picking them on a very sharp mic. So you can be walking like where you are talking, and I'll be hearing inside the room. So even human beings. So what people are saying about their girlfriends, whatever, you can hear everything inside. <laughs> God has heard you. Therefore the Lord heard this and was angry. And a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came against Israel. That means they were denied their right. That is what it means. Because if God should consume them, it means that there will be no heritage. It will be up against his covenant. So that is not the anger of the law. Because I'm the Lord, I change not there for his sons of Jacob are not consumed. But the anger and the wrath means they were denied their covenant rights and privileges. Now look at it. Verse 22. Because they believe not. That's all. Warnings and counsels due to God's unbelieving people. They believe not in God and trusted not in his salvation. May you believe in the Lord. Verse 31, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this, they sinned still. It's amazing. 
then when you see what unbelief has done to some of god's people you will still continue in that lane you have seen that zachariah doubted god and he became dumb that is exactly what you want to do does it make sense yes they sin still and believe not that's the sin for his wondrous way they, they couldn't believe it and brothers and sisters they still saw it so they were living in a world of two we see the signs but without god sometimes it's like god is good all the time sometimes all that some of the times is not good so what happened therefore their days did you consume in vanity and their years in trouble you see that hebrews chapter 3 now let's stop over let's make a transit in first corinthians 10 5 and then come to hebrews because it is in reference to that first corinthians 10 5 but with many of them god was not well pleased what was the issue unbelief it's a warning it's a counsel for they were overthrown in the wilderness yeah well hey who among us will be overthrown in our journey in our pilgrimage why are you why can't you be the people that we get to the end and we high five each other we made it by the grace of god why can't you be one of those that we are you, 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 we will celebrate you in our mess why should you perish in the way you know because of uh 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 uh, uh the last of evil things which is all unbelief if, if you think god will give you food you will not compromise for food you understand yes it's, not, it, it, it's this guy who feed me since when did he become El Shaddai? And then I, I, idolatry. Something you are worshipping. The Bible says covetousness. You don't have time for God. You work, 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 work. Because you want money. And then fornication. They say, let us not tempt Christ. As some did. Now, come to Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 7. Warnings and counsels. So we are the people, but he's warning us. Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said today, if you hear his voice, this worship and word alive, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. The word provocation is a cover-up for unbelief. When you become unbelieving, you provoke God. Not that you are provoking him to do mighty works. No. You, 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 you get him angry. In the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me the people of god before you he tempted me they proved me not with tithes and offerings with unbelief and saw my works 40 years wherefore i was grieved god is an emotional being i was grieved i deal with me and so more yeah with that generation may we be a generation that believe god when we get to our next prayer and fasting, we'll be like somebody who believes God. You understand what I'm saying? And then the word wushe. Maybe you don't know that just, you know, today I, I made John to do something for me. And then just as when he was going to do the thing it was like no he has not done it then i said john 
immediately i wanted to find that he had done it then this was the thing so the lord told me say have you seen this is how you are <laughs> i mean all of us empire now boy no to no if you feel another if that's idea so now yes i bring Sand this week, last week, fasting will come be the demon. Pastor Susan say fasting is greater than prayer. In child necessity, I may be any fast. Timmy Correct, I am faster. No, don't do that. Listen, at the time it looks like nothing will happen. That is the time that something will happen. He says in verse 10 wherefore i was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart what is the issue with the heart where the heart man believes is a center of faith and they have not known my way that's why we said on sunday guard that portion with the shield of faith it's a believing part of you a man will be uncle to a dart into your armpit like the king ahab you remember so i swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest take heed brethren you are the brethren lest there be any of you pastor leader unbelief is undiscriminatory it's not like women and the say will be a woman is it any of you you can be behind the puppet but you are a chief unbeliever oh yes take heed brethren lest there be any of you and evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God it's scary that is how far you can go at a point the Israelites said this God doesn't work we need the gods of the nations look at that but exalt one another daily that's what we are doing while it is called today 28th or 27th today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Uh, look, worry, anxiety, now we're getting. You picture, why it is a cry, you feel to your goose. But the water fall on you, then you go home. Very nice, pious looking Christian. But hardened. Yes. You don't pray about anything anymore <laughs> because God will not do it in your mind. You have become hard. <laughs> but there's over another daily why it's called today lest any of you be hardened to the deceitfulness of sin it's a sin to be unbelieving it's a sin it's no more a nice thing than a holy thing it's a sin it's not a breakout of immorality murder but it's a sin for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence that falls on to the end while it is said today if you will hear his voice harden not your heart as in their provocation for some when they had heard did provoke how be it not all that came out of Egypt by Moses may you be part of those who do not provoke God but with whom was he grieved 40 years was not was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest but to them that believe not warnings and counsels so we see we see somebody say we see say i see that they could not enter in because of belief i see looking at the people of god and how they related to god we see don't wait for any vision or anything see 
Therefore, chapter 4, verse 1, let us therefore fear. It's a holy fear. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being missed with faith in them that had. May you hear the warnings. Second Corinthians 36. Second Chronicles, rather. Second Chronicles 36. From the verse number 16. We're reading all the way to 19. But they mock the messengers of God. What is that? Unbelief. Pastor, what is it? The future belongs to us. What say? and despised his words and misused his prophets his, his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy look at it sometimes God could charge I tell Moses, Moses stand here stand here <laughs> these people Moses oh God say no what kind of people are these Listen, if you want to insult God, try unbelief. If you want to insult God, don't even stand in the street and say, God, your head is like this. Oh God, your mouth is like, just be unbelieving. It's a typical insult. It's a slap. Like, he can do everything and you are like, no. So, he, it, it gets to him. That is why the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. It really gets to God. Therefore, he brought upon them the king of the Chaldees. Because of unbelief, some sickness wouldn't have come to you, but because of unbelief, God says, You know, the door is open. Anything attack him. Who slew their young men? What are we bringing on our children for not believing in God? What are we inviting into our homes? They slew them with the sword in the house of their sanctuary and had no compassion upon young men or maiden, old man or him that stood for age. He gave them all into his hand. And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king and his princes, all these he brought to Babylon. If any man will purge himself from this, he will be a vessel unto Anna. Sanctify the meat for the masters. It means ministry did not happen because of unbelief. He that believes on me, the work that I do. But these people will unbelieve. What shall I eat? What will I drink? You know, I had a testimony of a guy. He came to see a, a minister. That he, he was a fire serviceman. I said, God has called me to be an evangelist. But I have three children of some children. I, I don't know. If I leave, what will I eat? You know, God has a sense of humor. Then the man tried to give him some idea that, you know what? He just wanted to send him off. You know, go and find some people who, at the end of the month, they can, how much do, you, do they pay you? Find some people and then they can give you that amount and you, you keep doing the work of God. When the man said that, he was a senior minister who was counseling him. The Lord told him, be the first one, the minister, to be the first one to give him that money. 
did the first one. He said, no. <laughs> Up to today, you're supporting the man. And the man has now become the most renowned evangelist in his country. He left and he's doing it. Now, maybe unbelief. He was treading cautiously. Let me be careful. Let me be careful. But thank God that finally he stepped into it. So this is what happened. The vessels went to Babylon. They went to do something below the honor of the vessels. See that? Now, we read as 13, 39, and 40. Let's read Isaiah 7 verse 9. Isaiah 7 verse 9. I think we'll come back to us. There is something to pick there. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9. Listen to the scripture. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria. And the head of Samaria is Remelia's son. If you will not believe, surely he shall, he shall not be established. If you will not believe, you will not be what? Established. You will not. It's a, it's a warning. And it's a council. Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 verse 39. It's scary. Let's hear the warning. So that we don't end up like these people. And by him, listen. All that believe are justified from all this. All that believe, they are justified from all these things. You become brand new by faith. Now look at verse 40. Beware lest that come upon you which is spoken up in the prophets. 41. Behold, ye despises and wonder and perish. For I work and work in your days and work which ye shall in no way believe. He was telling them that by simple faith you will be justified. No. And were the people of God. How many of you here you still have a reserve place in your conscience? I don't know whether you are waiting to purge it with your own blood. It's funny. Some of us, we are wrestling with God in the peace of God that comes to a justified soul. Listen. God is not in the business of saving people who have not sinned. It is people who have sinned he is saving. Admit that you have sinned and let him save you. Say Amen. You know, sometimes like, why did I even do what I did? Because you were a sinner. Congratulations, you sin. You know, sometimes I ask people, what is the common qualification for salvation? You know, then all these spiritual people, oh, the blood of Jesus, <laughs> faith in God. The common qualification you were a sinner. Forget if you are not a sinner, you will not be saved. Are you hearing me? Yes. And when God is saving, allow him to save you. Allow him. Allow him. It's an error to go down on your knees. And you are not even appealing to the blood and the, by just your emotions. Oh, me. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for this thing. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You are nobody. Are you hearing me? It is only by grace. Look, there are people trying to intimidate me. <laughs> Let, let's come to Ephesians chapter 2. 
We'll be closing in a moment. Ephesians 2, verse, let's start from verse 7. That in the ages to come, including our own, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. You see, we are back to basics right now. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I didn't catch you say no. Say, you see, the woman know it's our life now we live in. So it's our life now we live in. Which life? If any man be in Christ, a new creation. For by grace are you saved through faith. Believe it. I wouldn't want you to be familiar with this book. Read it and read it until you can quote it. Read it. One pastor, he said he won is one of the church members. He's a very bad guy and he got sick. And the guy was growing fast in the Lord. You could memorize scriptures. So anytime you miss the pastor, when they are part of the pastor, remember Ephesians 2, this one, you just quote scriptures. You would, so one day the pastor got fed up, he said, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I'm warning you. <laughs> don't, don't be embarrassing me. You understand? Yeah. He was on so much drugs. And thank God he got saved and he became a pastor in the church. Listen. It was what God can do. Look, if you renew your mind, you will have renewed blessings. You can be saved, but you may think that you don't deserve certain things because of the way you are. Who told you? You are the bride of Christ. If you deserve Christ, you deserve anybody below Christ. Can the church say amen? This guy could not even attend school much. Later on, he married a girl who was a pharmacist. The pastor saw him with the girl. You know, you, know, you see, when the love starts coming, you know, you can't hide it. You see that we will catch you. No matter how hard you try and make yourself, there are detectives in the church. Are you listening to me? Detective Amwa and Detective George, they will find out. So the pastor, this time the pastor could say, my friend, come here, come here. Oh, every day you are using scriptures to, to intimidate you. I've seen that you are working with a certain girl in the church. Oh, pastor, yes. I am feeling certain things for them. <laughs> this guy married a f- the lady was a pharmacist. Who told you that you, you can be, you are nobody, maybe a high school dropout, and you marry a graduate? Who said it's not possible? God is opening graveyards. Is it this he cannot do? <laughs> Come on, think again. Are you hearing me? Yes. You will marry a doctor, a PhD, and you are, you are just a commoner, and you'll be cooking for you. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm prophesying to somebody right now. Don't despise it. It will happen to you. And then later on, he went to the hospital and said, they, they checked they check the guy and they said, uh, you, you can't you can have babies because of the way you treated your body with drugs and this one. You can't have, you can't have a baby. Then he came to the pastor. He said, Pastor, I've come. What is the matter? No scriptures this time. I mean, this is serious matter. <laughs> Uh, they say I cannot I cannot have a, a, a baby then a pastor prayed for them exactly four months the lady took him yes listen eight months after the first child the lady got pregnant again <laughs> then he came to the pastor after 
they gave birth to two, three. He said, Pastor, can you reverse the prayer? <laughs> you will not doubt God. I said, you will not doubt God. Pass a resolution today. Pass a resolution that me do it. I don't know how, whether in your mind, on your phone, on your that I will not doubt God from henceforth. So some of you, you don't need any more fastings and prayer for God to use you. You simply need to resign to God's forgiveness. Fast and all you want open baby they are convincing your many on here. Why a hundred days? Yes, never God will not even give you Vaseline. Wake up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And flow in his love for you. And the church said, Amen. Let all those who are getting down from their high horses of doubts and unbelief, let them stand up. Yes. No more fears. No more doubt. And I'm saying that get this book, drink it, read it. Yes. When I want to do personal devotion, I don't look, I don't, I don't, I want to minister to my soul. I don't read I'm a pastor. For what? <laughs> yes, this is the this is the sweetest, nicest, nearest book to go to. So that I can tighten my faith belt and enjoy the blessings of redemption. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all day, day long. This is my story. This is praising my Savior. Trust in my Savior, all that. Trust in my Savior. Trust in my Savior. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. I prove you are and over and over again, Jesus. A prayer. I will be still, know you, our God. Yeah, and I will be still more. Tell the Lord, I will trust you, Lord, no matter what. I will trust you. All these doubts and worry and trepidation, they are unnecessary. 
and I said, my baby, I tear ready, and I said, I ready for baby chairman, and now the baby chairman cry. I didn't know me yes, sir. Why are we a chairman? What that chair is over? Let go and let go. Caleb was seen the lamande. You move to Ohio, you will be in Temo Basem. Ama, it 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 has caused a hang up somewhere in your life. Level up and let the blessings flow. Now, me pursue shroud beyond your imaginations. Hallelujah. You know something I just feel inside of me that God is looking for. We, we talk of believers, but me think as in receivers. I can sense in heaven that God is grieved like there are not many people who can receive. And the way they are, they, they, can, they, they are not able to receive, it's not like, Lord, I believe, I believe. No, but the Lord is saying that, tell them, some of them think that I have issues with them. And I don't have any idea about it. That's what he's saying. Some of them think that they have to please me in a certain way. Meanwhile, I'm okay with them. Some of them think they don't even have to be human anymore. You have to be angels. I mean, you have to get out of... It's like, no. Be you. It is you God wants to bless. Amen. He's not giving any angel a husband or a wife. It is you. Allow him to bless you. Allow him. He loves you. He cares for you. Hallelujah. Say after me, Father... I will not resist your blessings. I surrender in faith and I receive by grace. I surrender in faith and I receive by grace. Hallelujah. Receive by grace indeed. Receive your miracle husband and your miracle wife by grace. Receive a contract by grace. Yes, by grace. See, you have surrendered in faith. I believe. Now receive by grace. Receive peace in your home by grace. Receive rest at work by grace. Receive joy in your life by grace. Enjoy divine health by grace. All things are yours by grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord Richard bless you. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI Page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.